and thank you for joining us once again. It is the Nightly Pleasures Podcast. I am your host, the Grey Knight, and thank you in advance for joining us for a very different kind of episode. Tonight, no introduction, no fade in and out, and no music. No questions on the end. It is an offering episode. It's something that I'm giving to you because I, well, I'm recovering. And recovery is wonderful, but it's also very boring. And (laughs) when recovery comes in the middle of a bunch of big projects and deadlines, well, I'm tired of saying that I'm sorry. I work very hard, and generally speaking, content is always up when I say it is. However, I really want to be good to you. I want to provide you with a sense of security that you don't get from the world. And I know that you don't get it from the world because I don't either. It's disappointing when that thing that is steady, that you like, isn't there. I hear you. And I will do better. I will do so much better. In fact, that's exactly what this is about. I owe you an anniversary present because it's the two-year anniversary of the Grey Knight. But I'm in no condition to give it to you. It would turn out sadder than a Hans Christian Andersen fable. So, instead, let me talk to you. And let me level with you. The recovery that I'm in, it's a very good thing. But it's going to take a while. And I say a while because I don't know how long. The changes are profound and wonderful, but quick and many. This conversation, this podcast, in this one, I'm just going to talk about the good things, the things that are relevant to you, if you would be so kind. The first off is my tongue and my lips. So I love my lips and I love my tongue, but when you spend a lot of time talking, you can't help but notice any little, well, blips, any little problems. And in fact, during large portions of this project... (laughs) Uh, I've been very frustrated with the the end of a podcast episode or an individual piece because it turned out that I was off-center talking into a pop filter instead of the mic. Now, for those of you who don't know, pop filter is a big black cloth filter. It's opaque, or they typically are, and so you can't really see it. And I had to use it because of... That noise, and I'm going to make it again. It's the noise that I make when I smile. 
But it's much less pronounced now. And also, the S's, the S doesn't have the same little tail on the end of it that drives me nuts. So did I get some kind of vocal surgery, what have you, to say S's and P's better? No. No, what's happened is inflammation, which has been in my body, all over my body, my entire life. Uh, it's out now. And what that means is every part of my body, and what I'm discovering is especially every organ of my body, is shrinking. Um, don't worry, we're going to get to the one that a couple of you have questions about. This is a sexual podcast after all. And in the short term, this is making everything better. Just wonderfully better. My face is thinner, and I like the way that it looks more. It's vain, but it's true. I can smell better. I can taste better. Because I'm guessing uh, the the cells on my tongue have more room. And I'm certain that I can smell better because I can breathe better through my nose, through my mouth and my lungs. <sighs> Listen to that breath. And frankly, I'm holding back a little bit of mucus at the end. And I know that's not sexy, but I can breathe again. I can breathe, I can smell, I can taste, and all of these things in their current capacity are discoveries to me. They're all new things, and I want you to think about that. I want you to think about what if you got to your 30s? What if you got pretty far along? I'm not, I'm not in the grave yet. I'm pretty sure I've got another 50, 55 years left, but I'm not a kid kid anymore. And yet I have a totally different relationship with my senses and a profoundly and growing by the day different relationship with my body. Little things that have always annoyed and bewildered me and doctors could not fix, like my left foot turning at an odd angle. Well, you just have to wear special shoes. That's just how it is. <laughs> Everybody has little idiosyncrasies, and I'm sure mine is no different. I'm sure some will remain. But can I tell you that one big piece, if you would allow me to use that descriptive language of the puzzle, has been made totally and entirely clear to me. 
and I didn't even know it was wrong two weeks ago. This is brand new information, and frankly, this is why I'm up in the middle of the night and talking to you and recording this. It's not out of guilt or shame. It's not because I need time off, because I would just ask for that, and it's not to beg for money. Because you girls are very, very good to me. And what I ask for, you give me. Every time. <clears throat> no, I'm here and adjusting and pulling out my cock to stroke it very slowly. Because it's so fucking exciting. It's a little bit tragic, too. So we're going to start with the tragedy and then move to the victory. And then, hopefully a little bit after that, we move to the hope. We'll see what happens. So, I have mentioned before that it is very, very, very difficult to make me orgasm via oral sex, via blowjob. And <clears throat> I have noticed <laughs> uh, that that is not going to be the case anymore. The sensitivity on my cock was wrong. And as far as I can tell, it was really, really, really wrong. It got double-dipped. I say that because there are other parts of my body that are, again, as, the, as this inflammation uh, uh, as it leaves my body and my body, all of it, thins down, not in a losing weight way, but like in a, in a tightening way. So, as that happens, the extremities of my body are where I notice the most increased sensation. It's the top of my head. It's my fingertips. It's my toes. I'm constantly, constantly feeling something there. And realizing in a general sense, in a vague sense, I've never felt anything there before. So all of the nerves got turned down. But especially there, especially at the tips of places. And so, of course, especially the tip of my penis. The whole thing, sure, but especially the tip. My penis has always had a bit of an odd shape. Not awful, and not really worth a second discussion even with a long-term partner. But every long-term partner did look at it and go, you know, it looks a little tight, but you can pull the foreskin back and it wasn't too bad, and I could have sex and I could last forever and ever and ever, so... Conversations didn't really arise all that often about the shape of it. And this is the tragedy. 
because when I was with my second long-term partner, and she wanted me to just uh, fix it, she saw my stamina as a problem, rightfully so, as it turns out. And she asked me to fix it, so I did. I went to two urologists, and this is the tragedy, because I, I made a good faith attempt and was otherwise pretty healthy at this point. They both asked questions that were comparative about my penis to other sensitivities. And of course, it wasn't comparatively more numb, like most men's problem is. And the other problem is, is if you poke around in nerves, generally speaking, as it turns out, you do it beneath the skin. <laughs> Subtultaneous checking, where everything was firing on all cylinders. So, I reported that it was just normal. We continued to have sex without trying to dredge up the past or... I don't assume she listens to this, but there is only so much that the center can hold. She wanted me, she wanted me to orgasm and love sex and to not have it be so intense or about her. And it was a constant problem. And it certainly wasn't the only one but it did cause a break in the relationship and it did cause it to end. And that's sad, but I'm smiling because that's the tragic part of the story. The story is still forming and shaping and there's not going to be updates, not very frequently. This is very much going to be a okay I think I'm ready to give you guys the list now kind of thing. But just now, just right at this moment, guys, I'm totally fucking in love with my cock. And I've never even liked it before. All of my skin is so soft and sensitive, it is incredible. And it's growing so more by the day. It feels so good. But it feels so, so, so good on my cock. Just around it and near it and... Uh, so not to, not to try and tease too much. Again, this is about just this one part of me, not the whole story, but... The other thing is, while I was always okay and even a little bit pleased with the size of my penis, I never used it like I did, and not just because of a numbness factor. There was always a withholding, and it turns out that there's a biological reason for that, that in my pelvis, around my pelvis, uh, there was, there was some problem with this inflammation, essentially. And now that's removed. 
And so this part of me that I've always assumed was just there, even when I was in extremely good shape, I just assumed, again, I had this all my life, that I, that I was ready to go, but I wasn't. And so not only do I like my cock more, and not only does it feel better, and not only is it more enjoyable, but the knowledge is there that my ceiling has been increased, that there's new places to explore, and they're all at the upper end. And it's very, very tantalizing. There's other things, too. The ways my balls hang. Oh, I love that. I love the way they sway. And because my cock is thinning down a little bit, don't worry, I think it's probably plenty thick enough for most still. But because it's getting this different shape, it feels better. It feels like an arrow. It feels, if you'll excuse the metaphor, like a sword. And that's very, very nice indeed. It's a time of growth. It's a time of excitement. It's a time for something new. Uh. Hmm. Not so long ago, and yet, ages ago, there was a piece for the podcast called Let Me Love You, and in it, I was sick and tired, and at the end of a stretch, and anxious, and looking ahead. Today, I hope you hear the fulfillment of the unspoken promise in that audio. I'll get better. I'll try better. I am more resplendent than this. And here I am, good on my word. I am not healthy yet, but I am healing. My voice is deeper, not because of an audio filter, but because of confidence and strength. I'm more ready, and I'm more capable. But even more sexy than all of that combined is that for the first time in my life, I'm ready to be loved. Loved, love, love, not love with a picket fence. Not love with a PTA meeting, not yet. Maybe, possibly, who knows. No. Love with silk cuffs and hotel rooms and blowjobs and gifts, and offerings, and money. I'm a taker, 
and I've said it all along. So many of you confuse that because you look at my offerings, my giving, and you say, Oh, well, he must, must, must just be saying that. After all, he is such a hard boy on himself. <laughs> and who could blame you? But I am a taker. The problem is, is that part of my illness, part of it, not all of it, but part of this biological thing that has now been removed from me, caused biological depression, shame, the desire to retract, to metaphorically hold one's arms over one's belly. I've said it openly, and I've said it again and again. Inside of me, there is a scared little boy who's afraid of being rejected. And you saying, I don't like you, or I won't like you, or I will leave you if, is the strongest lever you can pull on him. He's bewildered. He freaks out. He can't contain himself. But what I never knew, what I honestly wasn't even seeking and just found on accident, was that a part of him wasn't ever me. I still have a lot of issues to work out, but I still have a great therapist. And the bad part, the depression, the shame, the desire to provide, provide, provide without taking just so I wouldn't be abandoned. A part of that is gone forever. And it just left. And its initial opening, there is this amazing desire to fill it. And I want to fill it. And I want to earn it. And so what I'm going to do for a little bit, for a little bit, because I do still have my demons and I am still vain, is stay hidden and get stronger and improve and write and record and get better and plan and do more and sell more and make more. And then, sometime in the future, not the distant future, sometime... I'm going to say that's enough for a little bit. Just a little bit. Sometime around fall, if I had to guess. Maybe winter. And I'm just going to say, enough waiting. It's time to fill that taker's hole. And in addition to making you click for me, and review for me, and buy for me. I'm gonna make you fucking suck my cock collectively. Oh, it can only be a girl or two at a time, but don't you worry. I'm gonna make sure that they do it for all of you, each and every time. 
Oh, the desire to be paired with somebody is very, very low, but the desire to couple with someone is very, very high. And so the taker is going to build and make and give and offer. But we are not so far away from two hotel rooms adjoined and doors that open at specific agreed-upon times and a tall, broad-shouldered, powerful, masked man leaning down and saying, Let you love me.